TGIF. TGIF. Thank God, thank God it's Friday and I'm exhausted and I'm singing for the intro of the Nothing Important Podcast with your host Matt Rez. How's everybody doing, man? Everybody that listens to me, how are you guys fucking doing? How's your Friday going? (laughs) How's your fucking Friday going? Another day. Another fucking day passes us by, and uh, and we're here. We are fucking here. I'm going to put this episode out tomorrow. It'll be Saturday for you, but what does it fucking matter, you know? Whether it's Friday or Saturday, or Tuesday, or Thursday, or tomorrow, or yesterday. What does it fucking matter, you know? I'm living in the moment. Hopefully you're living in the moment. Hopefully you're not living too closely to the moment that you're doing something that is a bad habit from your past or something to hurt your future. Hopefully not, you know, but hopefully you are in the moment and you're enjoying yourself, you know, I'm here. I am fucking here once again, chilling. I'm chilling, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> man, I should have made some tea or something to wake my fucking ass up. It's late. It is late on Friday, but I'm here for the fucking podcast. I'm up for it. I'm excited about this, man. Can you believe that? I do one of these every single fucking day and you would think there would be like some type of burnout effect. You would think there would be an effect of like, if you repetitively do something, uh, you would get tired or uninspired or you run out of shit to talk about, or maybe you just don't feel like it anymore. And I'm having like a reverse effect of that. I'm having a reverse effect in the sense that it's like the more that I do this, the more it becomes a habit. And it's almost like I I look forward to it or I need to do it. I need to. It's gotten to the point where it's like compulsory, you know, where I'm, I'm in need to go and sit down by myself and talk and just share my thoughts and put them out there. Some some form of that is therapeutic for me. It is therapeutic. It, it just feels like, I don't know what it is. I don't fucking know. Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to fucking diagnose it this episode. I'm just going to motherfucking talk my shit. I'm just going to talk my shit. Um, what's going on in the world? I always talk about what's going on in America. What the fuck is going on in this planet, man? What's going on in the planet, man? Um... I was looking today, I was being a boring son of a bitch, and I was online looking up what's going on in the UK. So obviously we have some issues around the globe as it pertains to finance. What I'm talking about, I'm not going to get too technical. I'm boring about it, but everybody is paying attention to the degree where they understand that the pandemic fucked shit up. It got it shook, it shook everything up. The game of Monopoly, it just fucking shook the board up, Right? And so shit is a little bit different since the pandemic. Basically, the uh, the way that corporations operate, that's probably the biggest difference that we see, uh, meaning that people used to travel a lot for work. People used to occupy office buildings, and um, that created a whole like subset of industry, real estate, office space. That has kind of gone extinct for the most part. Because of 
the movement towards Zoom meetings during the pandemic. You know, other effects, because you know, since since the pandemic, obviously we printed a ton of fucking money in America. You remember everybody was getting that, that stim- stimulus? Stimulus? Everybody getting the PPP loans? <laughs> Let me get a pup, pup, pup. Everybody was getting all that money. And what that did um, was cause a lot of inflation. And previous to the pandemic, the way that the government was operating is it was uh, not not the government, the Federal Reserve, because the Federal Reserve is not the government. The Federal Reserve is it's a, it's a private company. And the Federal Reserve was basically printing money and pumping that into the markets. So that means like stocks, S&P 5, like the highest performing companies, it would pump money into those stocks, into those companies, into the markets to keep our economy going well. But that's like artificial. It's not real. It's not me and you going to invest in these companies. It's the Federal Reserve, the people who make money. They make dollars. They were artificially pumping up and inflating the stock market. And since inflation got so bad, a way to quell that, you know, I, 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 the, the first thing I was referring to is like quantitative easing. They have to tighten now. So they have to take money out. And um, that's a big issue because the market's you know anybody who's been who's been an investor in the last four or five years, you you seen, you got a nice royal, you know that bull on Wall Street, that big bronze bull on Wall Street, um, you know that bull's dick has entered your asshole if you've invested in the last five years. That's what's happened, um, and uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you print a lot of money, and then the only solution is to stop printing the money. And then not only stop printing money, but then stop inflating the markets, take out of the markets. So obviously what's going to happen is the pendulum swings the other side and stocks go down and, you know, the dollar's devalued. And you know what I'm saying? Our economy is not doing well. But if you have a neurotic negative view of how it's going in America, not that bad. Not that bad compared to Europe. Europe, I don't know where their Wall Street is. <laughs> I don't know where Animal is the fucking mascot for their financial quarters. But whatever animal that is has a big old dick and is fucking them in the ass to death. You know what I'm saying? There's a brutal rape that they're taking right now. Um, yeah, their money's worth shit. You know, uh, their markets are doing terribly. And so much so that it's kind of like seeping into their politics. So we have a president and in the UK in particular, have a prime minister. And there's been like 10 prime ministers in the last 30 minutes. That's that's the type of thing that's going on. Everybody's playing hot potato. Nobody wants to hold the motherfucking responsibility. And now they're up for another prime minister. There was a, there was a lady that was the previous prime minister. Um, she quit. <laughs> she was like, I can't do this. She was walking into a shitty situation, but she quit. And then now um, there's, uh, there's some candidates that are, are looking to be prime minister in Europe. So, I mean, it's really fucked over there. Um, I believe, I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but Europe gets most of their their oil from Russia. So it's, it's a big mess with everything that's going on on the planet. Just be glad if you're listening to this podcast that you are motherfucking American. But that's what I was, I was looking up today. 
because I'm a born son of a bitch. You know, I was trying to like get back into the, the shoes of what I used to do for a living. But um, I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, you know, this is so different than America. You know, <laughs> like the prime minister quit. What? What? You know what I mean? It makes that, that sounds like so much of a job, whereas like a president sounds like a cult leader. Because the presidents don't fucking quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? In America, we're too brittle psychologically and emotionally. We're too weak. We're too stupid. We're too ill-informed to, um, to deal with that. You know, it's like a white kid when their parents get divorced. They can't handle it. They're not... <laughs> They're not psychologically prepared for their parents not to like each other, you know? And that's that's America. We're too coddled. We've gotten things so easy and we've been lied to so much that we don't know what reality is. There is suffering in this country, but it's an illusion. It's not real, organic, natural suffering. It is man-made suffering, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Like children being depressed because they can't buy Jordans and that making them think that they're at the bottom barrel on the planet... That is an artificial depression. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not saying the chemical imbalance does not occur in their brain. What I'm saying is shit is not as real as it gets around the fucking planet. And when that, you know what I'm saying, that condition is the nature of America for as long as it's been, we, we, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We wouldn't be able to handle it, you know? So it, it really illuminated to me like what the president means to America versus what a prime minister means in the UK. And the prime minister in the UK, I imagine they are carrying out duties that are important. It's, it's part of the job description. And I have some level of belief now that there is a level of difficult responsibility that comes with that seat. Now, the presidency of the United States, I don't believe that shit at all. I don't believe that shit at all. You're not going to tell me Barack Obama was not a motherfucking puppet. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to tell me Donald Trump got fucking elected after he was he was a, a reality TV star. You're not going to tell me Joe Biden is not pumped up with amphetamines. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have the same thing that the UK has. You know what I mean? We have calcified pineal glands. They blocked our chakras. Something is happening in America where we need the figurehead. We need the puppet for us to for this to 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 stay in balance, for the homeostasis of the American body. For us not to go fucking crazy and run in the streets and start murdering everything for the purge to come true. You know what I mean? We need our puppet to just go up there and do puppet shit. You know, I, 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 I guarantee you if the next president elect in America wore a fucking Barney costume, as long as he did what every other fucking other president did, go up there and just, you know, go out there with slogans and and cliche statements to tuck people in at night. If as long as he fucking does that, as long as Barney does that, nobody's going to give a fuck. Nobody's going to give a fuck. But let even the most competent individual go up there and get elected. And say, I quit. And America's going to fuck it. It's... We're going we're gonna to implode, you know? And I find that to be so fucking funny. I think about it like... <laughs> As I'm, I'm sitting back in my chair like an arrogant son of a bitch. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I? I'm a nobody, right? You know? 
I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't affirm that to myself. I am a God in man form. I am, I am, <laughs> I am made in his image, just, just as you are. You need to become enlightened, right? But right now, I'm literally just a guy um, sitting in my, in my room with an iPhone, very close to my mouth. Not even knowledgeable. I don't even have the capacity to absorb what the, the fucking radio waves out of this phone could be doing to my brain. I have no idea. And I'm holding it so close to my mouth. That's, that's the, the piece of fucking gelatin that I have in my noggin, right? Who am I to say it? But, you know, I think about it. I'm like, as I'm, I'm sitting back and, and observing humanity, I think about that. Just like that small difference in the president of the United States and the prime minister of UK, um, there seems to be some level of competency <laughs> that they're working with that we don't have. They're in a shittier situation. Don't get me fucking wrong. But I think about it, man. It reminds me of like when I when I you know when I was in Los Angeles and I first started working in sales, and I came to the conclusion that intellect and talent and hard work. All of those things are secondary to arrogance. The white man in America has proven <laughs> the most valuable thing a human being can be is arrogant because they've taken over the fucking world. We're the influencers of the planet and not based off of competency or you know things that would actually qualify somebody to be good at something. It's not what America is. America is talking to talk. And and also talking to talk so well that nobody even questions that nobody's walking the walk, that nobody's taking a step, you know. That's what America is. Um, we've done that so effectively that we just elected a guy who obviously has Alzheimer's and dementia, right? This is not a joke. Joe Biden has issues mentally. Old people, middle aged people, my age, very young people. None of them can deny this. They, you know, this is like, we just accept it and then nobody talks about it, right? It's like a lot of fucking daddies beating the shit out of mommy, but nobody talks about it in the house type shit. That's the kind of energy that's going on in America right now. Everybody can see that the guy is fucking mentally incompetent, right? But this is America. So what's more important than us than competency is the fact that we don't quit. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's how arrogant America is. It's not like, is this guy doing a good job? Or is can we call the question that he's even doing the job? You know what I mean? Like, what if you worked for a company and you were a vice president or, you know, a senior manager or somebody who had stock in the fucking company? You weren't only making big time decisions, but a lot of your money was this company. You know what I mean? You're heavily invested in it. And your CEO showed up to work and um, forgot to wear pants. You know, <laughs> you, firstly, you would logically, you would you question if this guy's brain cells are still there, right? Maybe that scotch at lunchtime is you caught, caught up with him, you know? Maybe one too many blowjobs from the secretary and, you know, he had a stroke or something happened, but he's he's different now. You would you'd make that observation. But the second thing, is you would say if the company's still running and this guy's forgetting to wear pants, if everything isn't fucked, right? Somebody's doing his job for him. 
you would you would you would assume that somebody's somebody's doing his job for him, right? If everything's still operating, I, I look at the country that way. I'm like, shit, shit is still in operation. It's, you know, decisions are being made. Big time fucking decisions are being made. Um, Joe Biden can't find a way to to get off a stage by himself. He shakes hands with midair. Um, so I have to assume something's wrong with him. He's not present completely. <laughs> Maybe you know what, what's possibly happening because I'm into this shit, right? I'm into manifestation. Uh, I look up astral projection. I look up, you know, the spiritual world, uh, trying to think outside the traditional five senses, seeing, smelling, touching, hearing, tasting, understanding that those are our ways to perceive reality. But it would be very arrogant and narrow-minded to think that that's all that's going on. I've talked about this time and time again, ladies and gentlemen. There's realities that we can't perceive. No speculation. It's just logic. I'm not saying that there's ghouls and goblins and ghosts and angels and God and the devil. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is we only have five senses. There's more shit going on. Maybe our president is that fucking enlightened that he's just... You know, he's just unbalanced. He's he's too in the spiritual realm. He's astral projecting too much. You know, we need him to cool it out, to chill out with the hot yoga, to stop trying to align his his chakras and to come back and be a conscientious, logical individual. Stop with the spiritual shit, Joe Biden. Or he has dementia and somebody needs to, somebody important, not just me, not just the guy in the room. Somebody important has to say, what is going on? <laughs> What is going on? The prime minister of the UK, there's been 12 of them in the last four months. And we're still rocking with this guy who is dying. Um, it's interesting, man. What else I, f I found interesting about that was like, yo, UK is like, they have such a storied history of raping and pillaging and destroying the planet. No, not not negatively, but they obviously have been the winners of many battles, so to speak. And I'm talking about in terms of conquering the world. They've conquered so many places. Great Britain, baby. Come on, let's really talk about it. You know, they, they have been a world leader for so fucking long. They're grandfathered in 12 times over. And when you think about that type of systemic, old, white, monarchical thinking, we are really living in a new day and age. The queen just fucking croaked. And everybody was shitting on her corpse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody was shitting on her corpse. You know? And just to give a little bit of context, in the Caribbean, in places like Jamaica or Trinidad or the Barbados, or, you know, places that were colonized by Great Britain, um... Black people on those islands that were put on those islands by way of slave trade, those people still have respect for the queen. And they were fucking slaves. That's how deep that culture goes in the past. But at the modern day, nobody gives a fuck about this bitch. And she's out the door. And now potentially the new prime minister in the United Kingdoms could possibly be an Indian man. We live in a new day and motherfucking age. You know, I can't imagine the riots that are going to happen. Over there. I can't imagine. They're going to burn up all their tea and crumpets. You know what I mean? It's going to be a lot of blood in the motherfucking streets. You know, I, I know that the UK is different than America. In America, when we riot, you see on, on, on the news, when you see Los Angeles and the bloods and the crips come out 
and the essays and they burn up. You know, that's our version of what's going on in America. Over there, I know this like football gangs, like niggas wearing, you know, <laughs> wearing messy jerseys and, you know, uh, Manchester United, all that shit, right? That's what they into out there. That, that's what the fuck they're going to be doing. They're going to go out there in their athletic apparel and they're going to riot because I can't imagine white people in the UK being cool with this Indian nigga. <laughs> that's about to become the prime minister. I can't imagine that being, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be some type of botched assassination attempt, hopefully botched. Um cuz let's just let's just be real. I I have this theory that naturally organically racism will fizzle out. It was a very strong candle flame. It had a very long thick wick. Pause. You know what I'm saying? It was a very self-sustaining um, way of being for a long fucking time. I'm talking about racism where the white people were the victors because racism has happened between so many cultures and so many races. And I, I, use, I even use the term white people. What are white people, right? They're all fucking different. Italians just became white. And then Jersey Shore came out, and I'm sure the you know the the real white people were like, all right, they're not white anymore. You know, <laughs> they're niggas again. Because <laughs> that shit was humiliating. Um, but <laughs> yo, that that show made me proud to be from the projects. I was like, yo, we don't act like that though. You know, <laughs> we don't act like that. But um, yeah, what it, what is it really to be white? What I'm referring to is like the true white supremacist systemic operations of the planet for so fucking long, I feel like that's just going to fizzle out. And the the way it's going to happen is organically. It's undeniable. It's unstoppable. It is unstoppable. So in in the times of like when Hitler was popping, there was this, this race that happened in the Olympics between Germany and America. America was still very racist. It was the 1930s. But... America being racist don't stop us from using our best assets to compete, especially when it comes to like athletics, especially when it comes to the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? So what what you see? You see niggas. You know what I'm saying? You see black men who have lineage of slavery. And, you know, there's that theory that you take, you know, men and you kill off every man that has physical weakness and you continue to breed and grow up the strongest of the strong in over hundreds of years during slavery that created people who were physical specimens. There's that theory, right? If you apply that same understanding of adaptation and um, natural evolution, it's like selective, right? You, you are impressing upon a small group of people conditions that they would only have to be exceptional to be able to survive in. What would happen then? If oppression continued and the only way that people would be able to operate and have humanity was to be really, really fucking smart, what would happen over time? That would just create the same thing, but not athletically this time, intellectually. So I think that's one um, that's one reason that racism is going to die. But it's also just the mixing It is also the cultural influence, you know. Um, who, 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 who the old white men going to pass their baton to, you know what I'm saying? Old white men pass their baton to young white men who idolize black men, you know, it's crazy. 
And, you know, as time passes and these older white people just die out naturally, that's what's happening. You know, older Spanish people, older black people die out as well. But, you know, people keep on mixing and fucking, mixing and fucking. I, I sound, I'm, I'm going to start sounding like a Puerto Rican Hitler very soon. <laughs> this is an argument I have with my girl where I tell my girl that Puerto Ricans are not only uh, the newest race of people, but that we are the master race. We are, we are the, the evolved human being. I'll give my pitch of why. I don't think that there's another group of people. Um, firstly, the qualification, the first qualification I would say is that we are one of the newest races. You know, Chinese people have been around for so fucking long, right? And different Asian groups, Koreans, Japanese, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history. Uh, African people, long fucking time, apparently the oldest people. You know, Europe, thousands and thousands and thousands. You understand what I'm saying? Puerto Ricans just got here. We just, <laughs> we just fucking got here. We are not the Native Americans. We are not the slaves. We are not the Spaniards or the Portuguese or the Middle Eastern or whatever the fuck you might find in a Puerto Rican 23 and me. We are all of those things combined. So that's the first qualification for us being um, the master race. We are the newest. And so um, the evolution, the adaptation of humanity. I told you I'm going to sound like a Puerto Rican motherfucking Hitler, but I'm not done. I'm not done. Second qualification. Let's think about biology, right? Um, there's a stereotype in American South that white people like to fuck their sisters, you know? <laughs> they're like cousin fucking, they're like sister fucking, they're like auntie fucking. And what happens is um, the, the instrument of the banjo was created, apparently, because you always hear that, somebody's in the woods and they're raping a 13-year-old boy. You've seen the motherfucking movie Deliverance. What I'm referring to is inbreeding. Inbreeding is a stereotype of the white community in the South. And inbreeding is not good. We found out we've had enough advances in modern science uh, to understand that inbreeding is a bad thing because it narrows the genetic pool. And when you have a narrow genetic pool, meaning you're mixing a gene pool with a similar gene pool, it doesn't have genetic diversity, and so you may be more inclined to have a child with mutations or a higher probability of having mutations or non-favorable genes, uh, basically. Things that are not, um, you know, not good. Not good. You know, you get retarded baby. Retarded baby. Um, so <laughs> but <laughs> basically... Uh, Puerto Ricans as well. So they are genetically diverse, right? I look at my family tree and I got Skittles in the motherfucking family. Like you would think my sister's Irish. She's strawberry blonde. She has translucent skin, like, you know, the, the mole rat on Kim Possible. I'm sorry, Monica. No, um, <laughs> no, my sister's a beautiful young girl, but she looks Caucasian as fuck. And my brother looks... I don't know, my brother looks like, um, he looks like a French writer, you know? He looks like the statue that a philosopher um, had in some type of book when he was like, or psychologist, ancient psychologist used a picture of a man that was suffering from deep mental illness. Like a, a white man in deep angst. That's how my brother looks. 
you know, and I'm, I look Dominican, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm just my immediate family looks kind of like a bag of Skittles. But if you see my whole family tree, holy shit, the diversity, man, the fucking diversity. Um, and this is all coming from a biased individual who is on the Nothing Important podcast. If you thought something important was going on right now, you might have your, your parents might have been cousins because you stupid. Um, this is not important. This is me just talking. This is me just talking. If you got an emotional arousal, I got you. If you felt something when I was talking to you, like this arrogant fucking prick, who does he think? You need to analyze yourself. You need to go face the shadow. You need to go look in the mirror and say, why am I engaging with the guy in his fucking room? Does it, it, cause I don't have any power, right? Do I have power? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> It feels like it's some days. Other days, I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. You know, I think about that, though. Like, why would I upset people? Why do people get upset over shit, man? I don't know. It's just fucking words, man. Everybody's all freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. It's just talk. Does anybody live a life of fucking real freedom of speech where you accept people talking their motherfucking shit? I guess so if you're listening to this motherfucking podcast. I guess so if you listen to that motherfucking podcast. Um... Yeah, man. I just went off the deep end. What the fuck was I talking about, man? What was I talking about? Talking about deep end. Um, I was just knee deep in some pussy. No, I actually was not knee deep in some pussy. What I was doing was watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Great movie. Great movie. Anybody that's listening to the motherfucking Nothing Important Podcast, you hear me do a couple movie views, you're going to be kind of confused. You're going to think this is inconsistent behavior. The recommendations that I typically have for movies when I go and I fucking, I gleam and I say, oh my God, I just saw an incredible piece of art. I'm typically talking about some type of avant-garde cult classic. And that's not what this was. This was a pop, it was a pop song. I like pop songs. You know what I'm saying? I like Justin Bieber. Um, I like a Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy that when that guy fucking came out and he was hot, he not only captivated the demographic he was supposed to, which was like young white girls in America, but what fame and influence does is it travels you around the fucking globe. And that had to be a surreal experience that he was like a 14-year-old kid, white kid from Canada who's, he's talented. I, I heard him play the drums and shit like that, and he could sing and write songs and all that, whatever. But he just went out there and wanted to ex express his talent and what, what he attracted back to him. Um, and this is assumption, but I'm pretty sure I'm fucking right. There was probably some like 60 year old Japanese guy jerking off to him. You know what I mean? That's what happens when you cast a wide net. That's what fame is. You attract what you want, but also you get everything when you're that fucking famous, you know? So there was some guy in his room with a Justin Bieber poster who had lived previous to that, like 57 years on the planet earth. Maybe he traveled, maybe he was an accountant, uh, he had a family, and didn't even know that he was attracted to Little White Boy. And Justin Bieber hit the scene, and he became an obsessive stalker and started spending all his life savings and his college children fund on um, Justin Bieber concerts and traveling with him like he was part of the fucking crew, but he wasn't part of the crew. He was paying for fucking tickets and backstage passes. Just to get a signed poster to come on the poster's face, man. Do you understand that's fucking fame? 
That's what that is. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> I just made all of that up. Probably, probably way worse for Justin Bieber. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's a pop song. But it's a good pop song. It was a good pop song. It was corny the way that you want a high-budget film with actually good actors. You know what I'm saying? When they do that to, to actual thespians, people who are talented at acting, which is an art form, when they take those guys in, in Hollywood and they put them in the conveyor belt, it's like a fucking walking treadmill, like on the airport. And they go through the machines, like the machine that... Willy Wonka put the fucking gelatin through and it was making the everlasting gobstopper. And that little piece of fucking condensed candy that you could suck onto. Another pedophilic thing in that movie. But anyway, stay on topic. That's what happens with actors in Hollywood. They come and they train and they wait in line and they get on that conveyor belt. And they come out in a fucking Hollywood production. You know, where they don't get to use any of their fucking talents. It's all it's all a fucking shit show. But that's what you want when you're watching a pop movie. When you have all those factors combined, you want the corniness to be quality corniness. You know, there's a time and a place for that. You know, didn't spare anything on budget. Great plot, great story. I like an old, you know what I'm saying, an old tale. I'm into that. I grew up on the Aesop Fables. I grew up on the Bible. Isn't that a motherfucking tall tale, ladies and gentlemen? Um, <laughs> I was so stupid when I was young and it's not stupidity. I was a kid, uh, and under a lot of stress, under a lot of stress, a particular amount of stress for a child. And, um, I took the Bible super literal, like so much so that I would just go ask questions to the pastor and he would even look at me and be like, yo, you're taking a little literal kid. You take, <laughs> you're taking it a little literal. Now throw $5 in the motherfucking plate. And go your ass on before I molest you. No. Um, he didn't say that. But um, I assume that's what he was thinking. Um, yeah, man. I like I like that. I like a tale. And that movie had that. It had that. It had the whole fucking... They, they stuck with the, the old folklore of the ocean. You know? Pirates. Davy Jones Locker. I learned about that on Spongebob. You know? Um... <laughs> They took all those themes, you know? It was like a ghost story slash action movie. They got that white bitch. I don't know that the leading, the lead white bitch. Um, I don't like white girls. They, you know what I'll say? There's a couple white joints that I watch in movies that I, I like. I'm not attracted to white women. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not racist. I am racist, but I'm not racist. Um, you can't be racist when you're Puerto Rican, right? That's how that works. You know, sorry, white folks. Um, but I'm, I'm going to list the white, this is how it works for me too. I don't like these women. I do not like these women. You know how like those, there's those creepy incel kids that grew up on laptops and they have no social skills. So all they do is like get on Twitch and stream shit and live through YouTube, interact through the internet and their sexual uh, exploration is like cosplay. You know, those kids <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that is like my version of that. Uh, I would have to only think about these white women in a sexual way in character, if that makes sense. So it'd be like a role that I see that a white woman's in and I'd be like, oh, 
I find her attractive there. But then outside of the role, it's like, it's still a beautiful woman. It's like, I'm not blind, but I just don't, I'm, it's not my thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, I said Scarlett Johansson previously. I'm trying to think where I saw ScarJo that I was like, mm, God damn. You know why I like Scarlett Johansson? Because she don't look white. She looked like a like a light-skinned Puerto Rican. That's what she looked like to me. You know, she got full lips. She got a big old head. You know what I'm saying? She just looked familiar. Um, and she looked a little trashy. That's why that's kind of like why I like her. <laughs> but if we're gonna talk about like actual white women, actual Caucasian women that I'm like, you know, once again has to be in character, Natalie Portman in Black Swan, come on, son. Come on, son. Not when she was acting like a little fucking girl. That was, that was creepy. You know what I'm saying? Her mother was coddling the shit out of her and that weird ass relationship that they had that, you know, broke me out of the bubble of my own ignorance where I think every white person has a good life. I was like, oh, that's weird. Even though they were living in the nice part of Manhattan in a nice expensive apartment that I, I, I didn't have when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't in the projects, but her relationship with her mother, I was like, oh, thank God I didn't have that. Thank God I didn't have that. You know what I mean? That was weird. But when she started to like break out of her, her cage, bird out the cage, and she was like, she was embodying the black swan persona. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> There's a racket in my pocket. Um, Yeah. I was just talking about a hard dick, if you didn't get that. But yeah, Natalie Portman in motherfucking black swan, bro. Yeah, that was that was the shit. Um, who else? See, not much more. Not much more. Not many more, man. Not many more. I'm not. I wasn't really even into like Puerto Rican girls like that. Like I dated a lot of black girls, Dominican girls. Um, I dated one Puerto Rican girl. You know what it is? Puerto Rican girls. It's like they. It's too much. Like too close to home. Like my mother. <laughs> my mother was super Puerto Rican. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, I did date this one Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx who was like, she was more fucked up than me. She would, and that's a motherfucker. That, that is a, you gotta, you gotta work hard to be more fucked up than an individual like myself. But she was from the P's in the Bronx and she had the same type of fucked up mind that I had. Like so much abuse and violence in the neighborhood drug addiction and parent parental neglect and all that type of shit. And then the church saving her, which is kind of like what was my deal. The disillusion of, you know, go to church and that's going to help you and it doesn't help you, but you, it, it's the only thing that seems semi-normal. So you cling on to that. So you're in this kind of like loop of this isn't working, but it's better than, you know, everything else that I'm experiencing. And that confusion, you had to wash that shit out of your brain. She was like that, but she was she believed she took the Bible a little bit more literal than I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> like by the time my dick started getting hard on the regular, you know what I'm saying? When I was like fucking fifteen, you know, I lost my fucking virginity. By that time, I tasted some pussy. I was like, up ah, mm-hmm. Christianity's cool, but yeah, but pussy is better, baby. Pussy is better, baby. You know, Jesus came back down when I was like 15 years old. I was like, you left me. I'm your Lord and Savior and you forsake me. Just like God did. Um, that would be fucked up. But um, if that happened somehow in my narcissistic brain, I would tell him like, Joe Jesus, it was the pussy. 
You can't blame me for putting the Bible down if I was picking the pussy up. Come on. And Jesus would have no point of reference because apparently he was a virgin. I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> Jesus was just chilling with the number one pros prostitute in Nazareth. Come on. Come on, Zen. Let's be real. I am ranting. I am tangenting. I'm not staying on any fucking particular topic. I was just talking about celebrity white women that I would pork, but they would have to be in the role. Natalie Portman, Black Swan. Said it three times, so you know I fucking mean it. Um, yeah. I'm not really into, like, celebrity women either. Like, everybody be on, the, like, the typical shit, like, Megan Good. Megan Good never really had a thing for her. Megan Good and the Anchorman 2? Schwing! Schwing! <laughs> that's when, <laughs> that's when it got real for me. I was like, okay. Fully loaded. Um, yeah. That was a motherfucking, that was it right there. I brought this up because I was talking about the lady from Pirates of the Caribbean who I don't know who she is. She's like English. And she a little skinny for my, my taste buds, but she was all right in the character. You know what I'm saying? She was all right, man. Um, yeah, it is Friday night and you guys can see where my psyche is. I, I started off talking about politics um, and the economy that, you know, go look it up. Go look up what's happening in the UK. And just understand that will happen very soon to us. <laughs> we're just seeing them go through it first. Uh, we're going to go through it next. Our, our president isn't going to quit on us because we're not pussies. We, we might not be as smart. We might not be as competent. We may be lied to more, but we don't quit. We don't quit. We don't fucking quit. Even if it was good for us to quit, even if it meant a better reality, we're American. You know? Oh, fuck. I'm American. Um, I'm happy to be American. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I am. I'm fucking happy to be American. You should be fucking happy to be American. I never thought that. You know, that's that's an interesting fucking thing. That is an interesting thing. And I'm, I'm probably going to close on this thought. But when I was growing up, I had a lot of things going wrong. Obviously, I've talked about it. I'm not going to fucking harp on it. Play the fucking small violin. Um, but shit was not sweet for me. And I guess that made me develop a misplaced angst, not on my parents, not on my community, not on the, the small society that I interacted with, but with this country. And I had such a problem with fucking America. And as I've grown and I've traveled and I've experienced and I've been educated, not great education, <laughs> I'm obviously an idiot. You can call me smart. You can say, oh, this kid is smart, knowledgeable. I don't know. Um, I got to do more, more. I got to be more studious. But um, yeah, as I've like expanded my, my knowledge uh, to different cultures and different places, I start to really fucking appreciate that I'm American. Like, yeah, it's fucked up, but you just don't know how bad it gets, man. You don't fucking know how bad it gets. And it gets fucking bad. That's what we should do in our fucking schools. If I can make a proposal to the Board of Ed, are you listening to me? You know what I'm saying? Is my life really the motherfucking Truman Show and they're listening to me? Uh, if I can make a proposal to the Board of Ed, <laughs> the Board of Ed, like it's a fucking cult. Like it's a guy, some guys in cloaks around a round table. Like, what are we going to teach them now? Um... 
So whatever guys that look like Mr. Burns that make the decisions on what's in the textbooks, they need to do that. If we really want America to fucking grow and be the superpower of this fucking planet and continue Michael Jordan putting on nuts on niggas' foreheads, dunking from the free throw fucking line as only Americans can motherfucking do, we need to teach children how shitty it is. Like, where did the propaganda go? Where did the propaganda in the schools go? In the 1960s, niggas didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they was telling children some heinous shit about communists. You know what I'm saying? They was hanging teachers and shit. We need to bring a little bit of that back. We need to bring a little bit of healthy propaganda and stop with this fucking subliminal shit. Like, let's be Americans, man. Let's be upfront about this shit. Let's be arrogant about this. Let's stop having to trick people and just get them on the same fucking page. You know what I mean? I think that is the only mistake of the powers that be in America is that they have this fucking mindset of like, I need to control. Like you don't realize how shitty Americans are. We're so lazy and dependent on the drugs that this country provides. We just want to be gang gang. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to be gang gang gang. We don't have to be down with the get down. We just want to be gang gang. You know what I mean? Like we just want to... Like, make us love America. Because we love America. We fucking love this shit. But you, you know what I'm saying? The schools, when we start off in elementary school, if I was running the motherfucking education, the, the fucking federally mandated, whatever the hell has to be taught, regardless of whatever state you're in, I don't even know if it goes that far, but I, that's the first thing I would do if I was fucking president. I would just remove all power of any of the fucking 50 states to make a, a designated uh, decision on what kids are learning in that state. You know, there could be particular things that they could enter in that, but I would make like a federal mandate, like these things need to be taught regardless of what fucking state you're in. Alaska, Hawaii included, baby. You know what I'm saying? Shove it in the Puerto Ricans as well, right? We don't want to fucking help them with, with, any, fund, with, with any funding, right? But I, I think they gave money to them. Anyway, Joe Biden's just handing out money, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Keep on giving that nigga pills because he is handing out cash. Anyway, not to tangent. My idea is that we really drill down the correct propaganda to build the love and appreciation. Like the Chinese do their own version of this. I don't like what they do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what type of abuses they put on their people to make them have national pride, but we need some of that, man. National pride is too fucking low in America. Put some good propaganda in the schools. Let niggas know what the fuck is going on around this fucking globe. Like, yo, they really, they wild in China. They wild in Russia. You don't got it that bad. <laughs> you don't got it that bad. Like, let niggas know. You know what it is? We're too self-righteous. And that is a hindrance. You know what I'm saying? Remember Kendrick Lamar said, Pride gonna be the death of you and you and you and you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? On damn, when he was saying that, that's a bar. He was talking to America. Pride, man. Let that shit go and let us be, let, let's, let's, instead of being prideful, let's be shameless in what we actually are. What if we taught kids in elementary schools that the tablets that they have, right? After we, we, we shook our own dick, right? After we measured our own cocks and said, yo, we're, we're giving the urban youth funding for new fucking uh, tablets, Right? 
And there has to be some white guy that comes in there self-righteously and says, yes, I'm actually the one that donated because I want a tax break and all that shit, right? We give you niggers a library. Kindles for everybody. After that, right? Tell them who made it. Be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I know you're mad about being in the projects. <laughs> I know you think you got it rough. But the tool that you have right in front of you, you better appreciate that. And let me tell you why. Because there's somebody that's your fucking age that's not getting paid and they're not learning. They don't get to play on that. You know what I'm saying? They're making that shit. Go tell the children that. Let's put some fucking pride in this country, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. That That's going to be all, folks. That is going to be motherfucking all. That has been a loony episode. That's all, folks. Looney Tunes. Right? Call back to everything in my fucking childhood. If you have been a continual listener to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Go on to the Instagram. Go on to the YouTube. They both have the same fucking name. Same name as a podcast. Not really difficult, right? One plus one is two, correct? Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram. Nothing Important Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Go over to the Instagram. Follow me. Like the post. Like the reels. Until next time.